Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. It's December. Merry. Well, it's not Christmas yet, but Merry almost Christmas. Because it's December 2nd. I'm your host, oh, Jared. Yeah. And I'm here with yeah. Kai and Ben, as always. I know it's I was, very far from I was December so for us. confused. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? See, when we, play, when we record ahead of time and we have this, we have to prep and we have to put ourselves yeah. in the moment. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I didn't do my yeah. homework. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy I hope yeah. you had a lovely Thanksgiving. I hope that you didn't want to murder your family. Well, for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. is only the American contingent of this podcast. But uh, for yeah. those of you who don't, I hope you also enjoyed something nice. Really feeding day. into the whole America thinks they're the center of the world stereotype. I, there, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, also Thanksgiving is not a great holiday. I'm pretty sure we covered this last year, too. Probably the year yeah. before that, like. It's an excuse to eat food and then say we're grateful for the things we have and then the yeah. next day go and buy expensive one thing stuff will, that we did One thing need. I will say is in the capitalist hellscape in which America exists in, the fact that we get any days off is a win. So you know I'm what? Not That's very true. Any of my holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can give me Thanksgiving off. Yeah. That's fine. Fucking Labor Day. I'll have that. 100%. Well, even even for me, like I had to request the days off. Like I only get Thursday and I don't even get the Friday off. So I had to request the Friday off because they don't give us the day off. So it's like. I feel so bad for you. That's, yeah. that's so mean. Damn, what the fuck? Yeah. Welcome to corporate America, everybody. Hey, it's a beautiful place. Job security is never there. And you don't this has already off. happened. You've already taken Thanksgiving off. You're right, I have. And it, we had a wonderful time visiting our family, I imagine. <laughs> or not. Or no. not, you know. Uh, last year last year was a drama-free Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I feel like it has to balance itself out this year and something mm. fucking terrible is going to happen. So, Well, fingers crossed uh, it does not slash did not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this is this month's bonus episode for December. And like many other people, many other podcasters, guess what? We are doing a game of the year discussion. So we're going to go over the nominees because as you're listening to this episode, the Game Awards are actually in two days. So, hey, good on me for planning this episode to come out because getting in the whole game of the year uh, discussion conversation right before the Game Awards happen. So we're going to go over some of the 2023 Game Awards nominees we're not going to go through all the categories because, again, guys, we don't give a shit about esports and teams and, and things like that. At least I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't speak for everybody. But on a weird note, right, a woman at my workplace mm. was talking about her son. Her son's doing uh, media studies, digital marketing and esports at college. And I was like, that's Hell fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. I am so sorry for him. <laughs> 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 when you end up working at a grocery store for the rest of your life. I hope hey. you can leverage. Apparently, he's got a YouTube channel and he's getting money from the YouTube oh, channel. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. Than, uh, I mean, that's that's, doing, that's so. the only hope, really, is yeah. that you end up. Yeah. And then, see, that's perfect because you're, you're going to university. And then in the meantime, you just grow on your channel. And then after that, it's good. You get your degree and you just rely on YouTube to sail you through the rest of life. That's or until that, YouTube just, crashes and burns. I don't know how long that's that, that oh, chip's going to last. Hope you don't get cancelled. Make sure your historical tweets are uh, yeah. deleted where relevant. And if you do get cancelled, just make sure apologies aren't with some kind of you know small instrument like a ukulele yeah, or a piccolo ukulele. or yeah, like yeah. any of those small oh, instruments. You know? I'm gonna be honest, the piccolo apology would slap. Just the piccolo <laughs> apology. <laughs> the PNG apology is the is the trend now. That's how we yeah. do. 
Yeah, yeah, that's how you got to do it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go over the nominees. And then last year, the three of us did a 2023 predictions episode where we guessed on what kind of trends were going to happen, what games are going to be successful and not. So I listened back to that episode. It had a long list of notes that I took and I titled it, Did We Get It Right? So we're going <laughs> to go over that and see how many things we got right and how many things we mm. didn't. And at the end, we're going to go over our personal play-along collective game of the year, kind of go over the games that we've covered for this year, and pick a game of the year and see, you know, is Tears of the Kingdom going to win? Who knows? Maybe. I maybe feel like not. if we do Tears of the Kingdom, we have to do, like, you know, a, a second. Like a runner-up. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, because this, uh, did no, nothing else could have won right. because Tears of the Kingdom, so what else would we pick? We'll if that's it. what we go for right all i remember about my predictions of last year is just hammering the shit out of hogwarts legacy that's the only thing i remember mm. i know it's, it's coming i know i was very wrong about yeah uh, there's I was very uh, wrong about xbox i know that much there's a lot of uh, you just saying like, of things like that where you're just like no way this comes out and then other games are like this is gonna hey in the hey, franchise hey, <laughs> pay me for confidence not for correctness okay <laughs> i'm here for my takes not for being oh accurate. man i will stand by the hogwarts legacy was a flop though i will fight that till the day i die no one plays that mm. game anymore so sad i want to I, I guess that's not sad is that cancelable am i canceled now for saying it's sad that it's getting a recurrence it's getting some yeah. dlc and shit so that's true okay well let's start with this year we're in the moment what's happening right now with the game awards what are people talking about so the first category we're going to go over is an interesting one because last year's most anticipated games of 2023 had a long list there was mm-hmm. Baldur's gate and starfield and tears of the kingdom and things like that so this year the most anticipated games category is final fantasy 7 rebirth hades 2 like mm-hmm. a dragon infinite wealth which sidebar they're making Sega's just pumping out Yakuza games like it's a fucking machine. Yeah, like, they are churning that shit, churning right those out. Uh, it's Star their Wars Assassin's Creed era. Though, yeah, you know? exactly. Star Wars Outlaws, which if you don't know, is the Ubisoft Star Wars game that they're making, and Tekken Eight. Those are the most anticipated games of 2024. Okay, I mean, first of all, I like a fighting game, but Tekken Eight. Really? Like, I can right. understand Street Fighter Six. That was like anticipated. I right? would say but for me, Tekken out 8? of all of these, I mean, honestly. The Star Wars Outlaws, I have good, I have high hopes for. Like, okay, I, is this it, the one that's like, um, so not the Republic? She yes. has like the little creature that she's. They, we saw a gameplay trailer of this, like at E three or something like that. Give me the list again, real quick. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades two, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaw, uh, Outlaws, and Tekken Eight. Uh, I mean, between it, Final Fantasy and Tekken. I think it might be Final Fantasy or Hades because people Cause fucking this, love Hades. This is this is voting, right? This yeah, business community works. voting. Anyone can vote. I'm gonna go Final Fantasy. It's popularity yeah. contest. Yeah, it's 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 Final Fantasy. Like especially yeah. off the back of the fucking, um, like the the success of the first part of that remaster. Yeah. Also, just another tangent side what, note. What won last year? For most anticipated, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, which. Mm makes sense uh but did you see that the uh they have a release date for the uh, last of us part two remastered yeah comes out in january that's exactly what we needed um 
you know, don't don't worry about that multiplayer um, yeah. mode that was supposed to be. To coming. be fair, if you have the game on PS4, it's just a ten dollar upgrade for the PS5 version, which is which is great. Like, I'll take that. No, 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 no. Why? No. I mean, just just, just fucking let me. If I if I've already paid five hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars for your PS5. Just let me yeah. upgrade the fucking game for free. I've bought it on PS4. I bought the PS4. I've bought the PS5. See, I think I've just I've been, trying to get I've another been beaten down. Over, where yeah. if it's not a full priced game, I'm fine. If it's like ten dollars, I'm like sure. <laughs> They're not charging seventy for it. It's, then I'm that's fine how with that. fucked our, the economy is. They were like ten dollars. That ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ten dollars. Fucking that's that's half a trip to Starbucks. Exactly. Okay. I mean, it's just for some fucking faster loading times and some yeah, haptic some, feedback. Some, tra- ray, some ray tracing and some faster. Did you see there's tracing. actually like a they added they're adding a um roguelike yeah. mode. They're adding you can play as different characters, there's new skins you can play as, there's new here's the, here's uh levels. The thing about, here's the thing about Last of Us, and maybe I'm wrong about this. Last of Us does not have like a community behind it, right? Like there are definitely uh, game franchises. Well, hold on, hold on. Like people love it, and people love yeah. the story, and they love the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not like, it's not like like you know something where people are getting really involved with like, oh, I'm gonna like, I want to play all the game modes. I'm gonna play with my friends. We're gonna like, I'm gonna jump mm-hmm. back into Last of Us. Like it's, it's yeah, Last of Us story. Part Two just made me and Kai real sad, and I was yeah, like, I don't know if I'll play this the- game again. <laughs> it's yeah, got like, a fan base, but a community, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. No, right. And so, like, they keep pumping it. out this shit, but, like, do I ca- does anyone really care about, like, ooh, I can play through this game in, like, a clown costume? Or, like, ooh, there's, like, a new <laughs> game mode. It's, like, the best part of those games were the story and just the main narrative that ran through yeah. the game. And, like, yeah. some of the I things agree. that I did agree. mechanically. So, like, they, I mean, once again, people at Naughty Dog got to do something. So I'm sure that that's mm. part of it. I mean, Jack game. and Daxter is sitting right there with just begging for a remake. But once again, no one wants to play fucking three platformers I anymore. I understand. So. Uh, okay, next category is best adaptation. So this is like game to movie, game to TV show, things like that. So we have easily uh, Castlevania Nocturne, uh, the Gran Turismo movie. That was super fucking awful. The, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, Twisted Metal, and The Last of Us. Which can I just collectively it's, say The Last of Us wins this? Because yeah, it's okay, not even it a has to. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's also it was incredible. So I mean the only <sighs> the only two of those that really because like what the success metric for something being adapted is that it reaches outside of its core right, audience, right, right, and the only two that did that were Mario mm-hmm. because it's been so in the public eye for so long and the last of us, right? Because my mother watched the last of us and yep. knows nothing about video games. My father, mm-hmm. same thing. And like, I know a lot of people who, who are in that boat. And while Mario was interesting, it was vapid and kind of just a kid's movie. And it yeah. like didn't, it was successful, but it also didn't try anything. The last of us was a good ass show. And right. like really did some good shit and was yeah. like faithful yeah. to the game and had the same tone and feeling as the game. Uh, so, so that's, that's my. Yeah, favorite. that's what I would say is my pick. I think it has oh, to be absolutely. Last of Us. I've not seen the show, but from what I understand. Oh, dude, you, should, you love Last of Us. You have to. It's well, so we don't have like oh, HBO, HBO or anything. Else, so like I have to like pay for a separate subscription just mm. to watch The Last of Us. Um, I mean, so I'd say it's worth it. 
Yeah, I mean, I I am thinking about it, especially now Ellie's such a big fan of the series as well. I can kind of justify it a bit more. Get a, but... get a VPN, we'll give you our account, and you can. You can <laughs> That's true. Us. Yeah, um, well, and they both do. What... They both do an incredible job. Like Pedro Pascal yeah. and um, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey do amazing yeah. as Joel and Ellie. And from from what I understand, like not only does it do a good job of like matching the tone and the source material, but mm. also slightly building on the world past what the games could and kind yeah. of like it wasn't just a straight adaptation it was like okay if this was yeah. a real life thing and we could do a tv show how we like what could we add to right. it and, it, and to it's, it, it is interesting because like the things they added were just small and simple additions but they like they like you were just saying they give more context to those existing situations that we know from the game but because of the medium like maybe couldn't linger too long right because obviously you, there's lots of cutscenes in last of us but it's a video game so obviously there's gameplay in between that and to fill in those kind of gameplay moments where you would be playing a game they've kind of added some additions to fill that for the, mm-hmm. the show and i think they did a fantastic job uh, I, I i don't see last of us not winning this they did a great job as well because they they also as much as it was not for people who have watched the show, it yeah. also what like if you played the game. Sorry, it also was for people who played the game because you had the like the Troy Baker cameo and all of that stuff and like oh yeah all the little oh. bits from like people who played the game who can look and be like oh yeah like yeah that's that and da-da. so I think it did a good job of kind of mixing the two between yeah new and existing fans. But I 100%. mean, it has to be. It yeah. has to be. Okay, next up is best multiplayer game. So we have Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Street Fighter 6, Party Animals, Diablo 4, and Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. I've not played it. I've not played it, but um, just the sheer... Popularity alone. I mean, it's it's gonna win. Yeah. I mean, I would say... Can you hear this dog barking in the background? Yeah, of course. Okay, hold, course, hold, yeah. hold on. What is he gonna do? Kill the dog? Problem solved. <laughs> Somebody shut that fucking dog up. We thought he was gonna pop a cap in it or something. Yeah, he wasn't like, sure what, what was. What was the plan here? The plan was <laughs> to shut my window. Oh, I didn't. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I, my money is on Baldur's Gate 3, but mm. I have a sneaking, sneaking suspicion that as much as it does have a lot of people who love it, it is rather niche. And I'm, I'm worried see, in the back see, of my um, head that Diablo may pinch it. I can see Diablo getting it, or maybe even just, no, okay. I was going to say maybe Mario, but no. the it people, would be Street Fighter the, out of the three of them, I think. The people that are going in and clicking voting in the Game Awards. I feel like aren't just your normal like kids playing Super Mario Wonder or families playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Like they're not gonna be like, yeah, this was the best multiplayer game I played and going to vote in the game awards, right? It's a bunch of sweaty nerds that are gonna be doing this. So I can see Baldur's Gate or Diablo 4. Yeah, I said it. I said it with my fucking chest. We're all sweaty. I, I, I think it's... I do not condone or agree with the words said here. You are not all sweaty nerds. You are all mm-hmm. just nerds. Some of you yeah. have some of you happen to also be sweaty, but not all of you are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like jacuzzis and hot tubs, right? It's... <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Diablo. Okay. It's going to be close between Diablo and Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And- but the Baldur's Gate uh, fan base, or like, actually, I guess you can call that a community because people do sort oh, of yeah. like, people fucking theorize. Rally I mean, it was, it was literally FOMO that made me 
buy it. It was like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll get like sucked into the hype of the game. Like I remember when Elden Ring came out and everyone was playing that. Like I, I had so many instances in which I was like on the PlayStation screen about to buy Elden Ring. I'm like, nah, I don't need it. And Baldur's Gate like convinced me like, Ooh. okay, I'll buy it. And then I just got, like, in- lost in it. What's interesting is it works the other way around as well, right? Because mm-hmm. recently I was in the office at work and we was talking about Baldur's Gate and I was like, oh, oh yeah, D&D. And I was like, yeah, I'm a DM. And there was like two people in the office who were like, I've never played D&D, but I fucking loved Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, that's super cool. And now I we've set that. up like a D&D club for like after work. So we're getting oh, together cool. to do a campaign. So it's brought, also of brought Baldur's a lot of people Gate. that never played D&D. I think it like weirdly made it more accessible because yeah. of just at least like getting the idea of how this works into your brain and then finding well, someone that like like you like a dm that knows how the systems actually work and everything it's also because like in terms of actual accessibility yeah. physical D is so fucking hard to access like even if you've got a dm right, right you still like it's like, okay, right. I mean, if you want to do everything legally, I'm not saying don't do anything illegal, but like you've got to buy the player handbook, you've got mm. to buy the monster manual, and then like say you want to use a certain optional class or whatever, you've right. got to buy like Tasha's It's a lot of fucking or, steps. Like, exactly, yeah. And like the accessibility of Baldur's Gate of just being like, oh, okay, right, this is an RPG. Mm. I just do this, 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 and then I invite my friend to the game. Yeah. Like, it's just so much more accessible. Bring your system, Kai. I saw you have a a thought on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I, I yeah, I was gonna say that I think because of the category itself, right? Like it's the multiplayer category. Baldur's Gate is a multiplayer experience technically, yeah, but also is a solo experience for a Absolutely. lot of people. Um, and Diablo is has to be like a essentially a multiplayer like online game yeah. right i think and you I think, can play the game solo but i think like you're, ideally you're still best playing experience. with other people right like you're still i i don't know actually i don't no, know i, think, I, I think don't, I don't play diablo so yeah. i think you've dungeon crawl on your own but i i do crew. agree where even though i do think that Baldur's gate see i don't even know i think it's both like the multiplayer experience and the single player experience both hold their own like if you just play this game solo It'd be fan, like you'd have a good time, and if you just play this with people, you'd also have a good time too. So, like both those yeah, options it's, are viable. It's about, right, but it's about it's not about that specifically. It's about what is the best multiplayer experience. Right. And I think between Baldur's Gate and Diablo, Diablo probably has the stronger mm. mechanics as far as playing with. Once again, I haven't played either of these games, so it's really hard to say. Yeah, I could mm. be I could be wrong, and I know that people like playing Baldur's Gate with people. I just yeah. think Diablo is really built as like a game that you're supposed to play with a group of people. Like you're supposed to have like a core unit of individuals. I mean, at least that's what I've taken away from watching Twitch streams about it. So, mm-hmm. um, but so that's my guess is it's going to be Diablo. And also just based on Baldur's Gate is an interesting franchise, but it's kind of newly revived in the eyes of the gaming community. Mm. Whereas Diablo is a very consistently popular That's fair. Uh, franchise that. that people look forward to, that people are very engaged in. It's an Activision product. So, you know, that obviously comes with a huge fan base of people who follow that company or Activision mm. Blizzard, technically. Yeah. Um, which, it could is be in- Micro- which is now Microsoft. It gets all very yeah. confusing. <laughs> it could true. be interesting because I think what will make or break Diablo 4 get in the award is how salty people still are about Diablo Immortal. Because that really... Yeah, but I feel that like really people like... Put, 
I feel like I four mean, kind of like okay. That's what I'm saying is like either either people would have dipped out because of immortal and not picked up four. Yeah. Or people would be so desperate for what they thought is the Diablo experience that they would jump on four. Oh, yeah. And just absolutely like hammer into it. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh okay. Do we care about sports and racing? Yeah. Uh the best sports and racing game. Let's do it. Okay. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> Best sports and racing is EA Sports FC 24, F1 2023, Forza Motorsport, The Crew Motorfest, and Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged. I'm going to go Forza. Yeah. I also I think it, Forza. It, it's Forza or, or Formula One. Formula One, the games have a very, very small fan base in terms mm. of like comparison to Forza. But they are really fucking dedicated. Um, and people do really love the Formula One games. Oh, yeah. People that love F1 fucking love F1. Yeah. But I mean, I, just, I again, it's fan votes, it's popularity mm. contests. So I feel like it has to be Forza. Yeah. Agree. Okay. Best sim slash strategy game Advance Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3. Fire Emblem Engage and Pikmin 4. While that Pikmin 4 got sim strategy, which is interesting. I guess it's kind of like a real-time strategy because you're like I've using your little Pikmin played, guys. I've never played Pikmin. I can't imagine Nearby. it's got enough of a fan base to warrant getting a close I, I remember people like losing their mind over Pikmin 4, but it might have just been like the, the small minority of Pikmin fans. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, I voted for I voted for Advance Wars. That's what I voted for. Sure. Again, I think it's that thing of like, you know. That or Fire not, Emblem. Yeah, like Fire Emblem and Advance Wars, both of them have relatively smaller fan bases who are very, very dedicated. Mm. So that's going to be that's going to be a hard one. Yeah. Uh, OK, next up, <clears throat> kind of brush through these, some of these these smaller ones. Well, I guess this one's relatively smart. Best family game. We have Disney Illusion Island. Party Animals, Pikmin 4 gets another entry here. Uh, Sonic Stuper- Superstars, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Really cool that oh. we got a 2D Sonic and a 2D Mario in this. So easy. But it's Mario. Wonder- yeah. It's, 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 it's 100% going to be Mario. The game's also, that game's also really fun, too. So I've been playing it. It's great. Okay, next up, best fighting game. We have God of Rock, which I didn't even know what the hell this was. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, Pocket Brave Bravery, Street Fighter 6, and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawls 2. Now, before you like brush off Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, it's, apparently it's fucking slaps, Apparently though. it's amazing. Like it's the yeah. best like Smash clone that's been out yet. So I was like, okay, I see. You. That's what I end up voting for. Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6? You uh, reckon? Yes, it is going to be Street Fighter 6. It won't be Nickelodeon. I mean, the Nickelodeon game, from what I heard, does slap um, and shouldn't be slapped. Well, I can see Mortal Kombat taking it, too. That's... that's... What game slaps? (laughs) Just so we're clear. Dude, apparently the Nickelodeon, like, fucking, like, Super Smash Bros. clone is, like, a lot of people are talking about it. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, Yeah, my money's on Mortal Kombat. I think in the back of my head, I think it's Street Fighter, but... I like to think more combat. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting into, into some spicy ones. Uh, our favorite ambiguous category: the best RPG of the year. 
we have Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Motherfucking Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. All right, I'm just uh, going to say this. I think Starfield's uh, going to win, but Baldur's Gate should. I voted I I voted Baldur's Gate. I, I honestly I with all the hype up to Starfield and then like how people felt felt afterward, I don't think there's enough people that loved Starfield enough for it to win. Starfield is it's a good game, right? Don't get right. me wrong, I'm, we're about like 15 hours into it now. It's a good game. Mm. Is it the best RPG of the no. And I mean, I might be biased cuz I like the D&D framework anyway, yeah. so the idea of Baldur's Gate 3 is more appealing. But uh, hey, a, also, like the shit that I've seen about Borders Gate, like it's so fucking intricate. The shit you can do oh, and yes. the shit that they've thought of of what the players would do and how it would play out, right? Feels much more like that kind of RPG experience, quote unquote. Because I know Kai's yeah. hate that term, but it can it continuously encourages. It really, it really do. It continuously encourages like you to explore scenarios and rewards that with outcomes that like make sense for that. Like anything that you think you can do or a situation or a scenario you think you can do, the game's like, yeah, like go ahead, and there will be a scenario for that situation too, which is yeah. cool. It's just super cool. Yeah, and I think if we're going off of like. What the what the normal gamer considers as an RPG, I feel like Baldur's Gate Three has to fucking take it. And I mean, you guys have heard me talk loads about Lies of P, and it broke my little heart to not pick it, but I got to give it to Baldur's Gate. You know, Lies of P is great. I didn't know it was an RPG. I thought we, I knew there was like that whole lion mechanic and shit, but um, it's like it's Dark Souls. It it's a Dark Souls there, game. It's Bloodborne. No such thing as an RPG. It's all a lie anyway. I don't understand why Zelda's not on this list. Zelda's an RPG. What the my. My camera. Okay, fuck it. No camera today, guys. You got to just. Oh no, there it goes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, oh. yeah. It's all. It's all dog. Okay. Shit. Next is best action adventure game. Ah, Baldur's Gate. We have <laughs> Alan Wake Two, no. Marvel's Spider Man Two, Ooh. Resident Evil Four Remake, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I'm gonna go with Spider-Man. I voted, because I think, I voted for I think Tears. Tear, Tears is gonna Tears is probably gonna take either game of the year or one of mm. the other categories. And people really like those Spider-Man games. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I'm really glad that Alan Wake 2 has gotten a lot of popularity because the first one's great, and I'm glad a lot of people are like tried out the first one and now are jumping on to two. I'm excited to jump on to two eventually because I loved the first Alan Wake, but uh, I, I, I gotta give it to you never put oh Dang, we play Alan Wake for the podcast because Alan Wake is so good. Uh, remind me of the of the contenders. Yeah, so Alan Wake two, uh, mm-hmm. Spider Man two, Resident Evil four, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Tears of the Kingdom. See, I feel like this is <laughs> this is annoying because it's like Tears of the Kingdom's gonna take it. That's great. Um, it's a popularity contest. I, I feel like the Resi 4 remake could be I, in with a chance, though. Yeah. I, um, I see what Kai was saying, though. Like, people fucking love Insomniac and their Spider Man games, and rightly so, because those games are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't think. I, I, I think 
if it wasn't for the Resi remake, then Spider-Man 2 could take a chance. But the Resi remake's got all the fucking nostalgia behind it Mm -hmm. and all the people who have got into Resi games from like the the original remake. and years for this four like full remake, so... And they did it in VR as well, which people fucking loved. Uh, Next category, confusingly enough, is best action game. Uh, We have Armored Core 4, Fires of Rubicon, Mm -hmm. Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Remnant 2, and Hi-Fi Rush. You could 100% tell me that some of those were you made up on the spot, and I would believe you. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Ghost Runner doesn't have enough of a a fan base behind it, I don't think. I want Hi-Fi Rush to take this. I want Hi-Fi Rush to take it as well. That's what I voted for. What is this category? I'm sorry. Best action game. The last one was action adventure. This one's just action. That doesn't make any sense. The thing is, though, I want Hi-Fi Rush to take it, but Armored Core is a FromSoft game, and you know what them FromSoft fanboys be like. Right. I I just want, like, a part of me inside... I'm I'm assuming the Armored Core fans are going to uh they they see their game in the <laughs> category rally. and they're just gonna fucking be like well, we have to vote because I'm pretty sure um I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since the last Armored. Oh Core yeah, game that's why people well. were so excited for it because we we've been getting so many Souls like things recently. But FromSoft also did the Armored Core series, which is a bunch of big techie mechy robots. Techie Yeah, so 2012 was Armored Core five, and then they done a game called verdict day which was like uh, a direct sequel to five so you're talking 10 years people have been waiting for yeah. an armored core game so maybe i uh, maybe armored core but i would like hi-fi rush personally hi-fi rush yeah the game's fucking game. dope uh okay best mobile game we have final fantasy 7 ever crisis hello kitty island adventure honkai star rail monster hunter now and terra nil don't know what the hell Terra Nil is, but I've at least heard of all these other ones. I've seen a shit ton of adverts for Honkai Star Rail, and I've not touched the game once. I have too. I, the it's only like one of these I've played is Monster clone, Hunter right? Now for like three minutes. So that's the one I voted for. Honkai is like a, like a Genshin yeah. clone. Yeah, I think, it's right? like a turn-based Genshin game. Yeah, so that, my money would be on that because Genshin's yeah. a very popular one. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Now is like the Pokemon Go, but for yeah, Monster it's Hunter. Yeah, po- it's right? Pokemon Go, but Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I Which still think Conkai Star Rail. Fine. It's okay. The fucking weebs, man. They love a mobile game. Now, for the for the category that we all love, best indie game oh, of the year, cool. we have Venba. Oh, we have what? Venba is like the um, like the cooking one. It's like the the sounds like a fucking cash app. Yeah, just Venba me. <laughs> yeah, just uh, send me 10 bucks on Vemba, please. We have Vemba. We have Viewfinder, which was the cool one where you take a picture and uh, the camera like the picture, which I would love to play that. I really uh, play Pizza that. Tower, which I never played, but I heard fucking everyone and their mother talking about Pizza Tower. Dredge. And then our boy Cocoon. Mm. I mean, based off of what I played, you know, no spoilers. I would like Cocoon to take it. It's an Annapurna game. I feel like we're almost obligated to give it to Cocoon. I've, although I've heard really good things about Dredge, I do you know I, I'm going to put my I'm going to put my neck on the line and I'm going to say because of the the innovation involved in its gameplay that Viewfinder is going to get it. Mm. Stray won last year, right? Stray did win last year, yeah. 
So you don't want to give Annapurna two in a row. No, it's probably going to be Cocoon then. Annapurna is just a publisher. It's not like... I mean, yeah, well, but they, they, they hold But when you think about those games, uh, unfortunately, you don't think about the developer. You think about An- uh, Annapurna. No, I, I mm. understand, but I'm just saying I don't think they're too concerned about like, like Annapurna is obviously doing things in the indie space that no one else is doing. Well, yeah, 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 mainly because Megan Ellison has billions of dollars and can do whatever right. the fuck she wants without worry. Um, but yeah, that's how we ended up with 12 minutes. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go with Cocoon as a safe bet here. Um, I think Cocoon also just can because take it. once again, it's a popularity contest, so it's not necessary. It's about what people played, and I think more people have played Cocoon than any of the other ones. Dredge yeah. was supposed to be good. I could see that. I could also see the viewfinder stuff just because I think it was part of some indie showcases early in the year, and maybe some people picked it up. But I mean, the categories this year are so interesting. Like the next categories, we had best. Oh, apologies. That category was best debut indie game. Oh, okay. Next is best independent game. Right. Okay. So this is best indie game, which, uh, hold on, loading, loading. Cocoon is still there. Viewfinder also still there. Dredge also still there. But in replacement, we also have Sea of Stars. And then another game that I've heard a lot of good things about, Dave the Diver. Oh, Dave the Diver is supposed to be just batshit crazy. Really? Um, I don't think it deserves it, but I think Sea of Stars is going to take it. I've heard, and I've then, heard a lot of mixed reviews about Sea of Stars, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I think it... I, I, I should... I, I said it doesn't deserve it. I haven't played the fucking game, but like, <laughs> I think... deserve it. I think, like we said, because of the popularity thing, like, there's so much... Like, the, the good hype around Sea of Stars is so... It is drowning out all of the negative or the sort of criticism of the game. Hmm. It's a no. You have to kind of dig through to see the criticism of Sea of Stars because it's just yeah. overwhelmed. So that's why I meant it doesn't deserve it. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it will take it. I would like Cocoon or Viewfinder again to get it. Yeah, but Cocoon. That's my that's my guess. That's mine. Uh, okay, we'll go. Let's skip some of these other ones for the sake of time. Let's go games for impact. So another category mm. we like these impactful games. Uh, we oh i don't know any of these which is kind of cool maybe we should check them out uh boomy i can't see we have a space for the unbound chance of sonar goodbye volcano high chia terra nil and venba which again i could have made up six words and you probably would have been like yeah Those i think i'm games. gonna i think i'm gonna like hit the old uh skipadoo on the on this one nah, i'm going venba I gave it to Chia because Chia just, it's like the, you play as like the Islander chick and then she can transform into animals and inanimate objects and things like that, which looks really cool because I've seen gameplay on it and it's on PlayStation. So that's what I vote for. I'm guessing randomly. Uh, okay. Mm, let's go with this one. Best score in music. That's always a good category. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. It's Final Fantasy. Easily, it will be Final Fantasy. Final Hi-Fi Fantasy Rush is a good-ass Hi- score. Hi-Fi Rush's score was dog shit. you a single track from Zelda if I wanted to. You played Baldur's Gate. I'm assuming it's nothing mind-blowing. Nothing that I could, like, hum afterwards. To be fair, the... I would say that 
because of just like the the scope of Final Fantasy 16 and some of those like incredible just over the top fights and the score that plays behind it it is incredible and while there is some good music in Baldur's Gate 3 I've also played a bit of Final Fantasy 16 and the music is just oh dude it, it it's a banging yeah, I would say I would say Final Fantasy Hi-Fi Rush was Hi-Fi just like Rush. royal, royal fucking royal. Yeah, I can't imagine Baldur's Gate having anything other than just like ambient sweeping music. But I know Final it, Fantasy it kind does of it does get itself. a lot of big orchestrated like scores during fights and cutscenes as well yeah. too. But, but uh, Final yeah. Fantasy always prides itself on its on its soundtrack on its so. on its mu- music. Okay, best. Art direction. Mm. So we have Alan Wake Two. <laughs> we I have, really need to play Alan Wake Two. That's what yeah, I'm learning from this. We have uh, like, Lies of P. Okay. We have Hi-Fi Rush, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Where's the art direction in Super Mario Bros. Wonder? I would argue that it has like great art direction. Like it's, I, I love the like. Am I misunderstanding direction the of the art? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, it does have its own art direction, but once again, it's very like locked within the what you think a game should look like. That's right. a Mario game, right? So it's not like they're not pushing boundaries, right? Well, and that's like, the that's the hard part for like Alan Wake Two looks beautiful, but it's just photorealistic. Like, is that best art direction just because it looks like reality? Like, so, uh, I don't go for it, Ben. No, I was going to say, so I, I did a wee little Google and apparently uh, art direction talks to basically like the visual style and yeah. the, the visual storytelling. It says artistic design and animation. So I don't, I feel like you can't give it to Super Mario Bros. Wonder because it just looks like all of the other fucking side scrolling Super Mario games that like, it looks no different to Super Mario Bros. Wii U or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, What was the other choice? Hi-Fi Rush? Eh, maybe. Hi-Fi Rush, Alan Wake 2, Liza P, Mario, Zelda. I think it's either going to be Liza P or Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I, I mean... Be Liza P. I, I think Liza, Liza P is a good choice. Really cool. And it's just, you know, that... I know it sounds silly, right? But the fucking... I remember seeing a screenshot of this, like, robot police officer that was, like, picking up the main character. Mm. And that's, like, ingrained in my head, the visual style of all of the enemies in Liza P. Well, and it has a very... Um, I'm blanking on like the word to describe this, but it's like what Blood Bloodboard had, like it's very gothic. Kind of, yes, Ritty. very gothic. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Poe, and that was the only thing I could think of for. Yeah, it's it's that. very um very gothic. It's very like dishonored and thief that kind mm-hmm. of like dark towns. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is the complete opposite because it's very <laughs> yeah, bright exactly. and vibrant. But the way that the environments, okay, the, the soundtrack's not great, but the way that the environments kind of played along to the music and the way you could tell what was going to happen based off of the way the environment was moving was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I think every time you sing the song from Hi Fi Rush, you just get a little bit closer to Green Day's American Idiot. Yeah. Like every time you're just moving more and more closely to what is not royalty. Copyright. Uh, okay, I'm gonna skip skip the next two, and we're gonna go straight to game of the year because best <gasps> narrative and best game direction both pretty much have the games in the game of the year, anyways. So we're gonna go straight to game of the year. Before I get into this, what do you guys like? What do you think is gonna be be here? There's six. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. Baldur's Alan Gate Three. If I've okay. learned anything from how this list is working, <laughs> and on, I need uh, to see games. 
Final Fantasy. Okay. Uh, Diablo. Zelda, Final Fantasy, Baldur's Gate, Diablo. That's four. I need two more. Mm, Mario. Okay, one more. Well, cool, Mel. Gato just decided to fucking quit on me. I am running camera up. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what the last one could be. Okay. Uh, my six, you say, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, okay. Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Starfield. Okay. Oh, Starfield. Yeah. Um, and. Alan Wake. Yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. Alan Wake too. Bro, I don't know what's wrong with my camera. Oh my God, give us the list. Okay, the anticipation okay. is killing me. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, the list is Alan Wake 2. Yeah, yeah let's go. Baldur's right. Gate 3. Hell yeah. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Hell yeah. yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Fuck yeah. yeah. Marvel Spider-Man 2. And Resident Evil 4. Wow. Are you telling me Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, and Diablo are not in Game of the Year? I said Baldur's Gate 3. Did you? Yeah. That was the second one I listed. Okay, well. But Starfield is not in Game of the Year. Starfield actually only got one nomination in the entirety of the Game Awards. I mean, honestly, Starfield doesn't deserve to be in there, but I just was surprised it was Baldur's Gate has the most nominations of the entire Game Awards. Um, love that for Baldur's Gate. I mean, I voted for Okay, so I, I voted for Tears of the Kingdom. But this is probably the only time that a main Zelda came out and I second-guessed picking that as Game of the Year. Because Baldur's Gate 3 is so fucking good. Don't, don't let Nintendo hear you say that. <laughs> I, did, I did vote Tears of the Kingdom. I ultimately did vote for Zelda. But Baldur's I'm, Gate is a very, very, very close second. I'm very surprised to see uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. Wait, game of the year. Animal Make 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Resi Resident 4, Evil 4. Mario Zelda. So, like, no Starfield, no... no Starfield. Um, what was the other thing I said? No, no Diablo. Nintendo, Nickelodeon, also Brawls 2. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, personally, I'm a little biased. I want it to go to Baldur's Gate 3. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I fucking loved Tears of the Kingdom. It was great. But honestly, if it won, wouldn't be upset. I bet. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset. Here's the um, thing. Here's here's my reasoning. Um Breath of the Wild yeah. deserved to win game of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think so. But I understand logically why. Right. Tears of the Kingdom didn't do anything different enough to win it again. It's like it took what mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild did really well and it mm-hmm. improved upon it, but it yeah. didn't really meaningfully push the boundaries in a way that it's like like deserving again of being the game of the year. Baldur's Gate was such an unexpected success. Like, don't get me wrong, people like the Baldur's Gate games, but it right. became like essentially like it revitalized that entire franchise. People were right. like, oh, mm-hmm. I really want to check this out. I want to play it. This is incredible. The mechanics here are like something that has never been done before. And so I think in that way and how passionate people are about that franchise and 
because of really where Baldur's Gate came out in this year versus where Zelda came out this year, I think there's probably more right now of a uh, like rose colored glasses about Baldur's Gate than there is about mm-hmm. Zelda. Like I think Baldur's Gate eclipsed a lot of the Zelda hype that came early on in the year. And so people <clears> now <throat> are looking and they're like, ah, oh, I really am enjoying Baldur's Gate or I really enjoy yeah. Baldur's Gate. And it's just like more present in their mind because it was more it's come out sooner, essentially. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because people really fucking loved that crafting shit that was in Tears. Like yeah. all of the the, I was gonna say Zionist. That's definitely not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> the Zonai. There you go. Zionist. Um, you're just, that's you're just building settlements in fucking Zelda. Just yeah, being yeah. Palestinians. <laughs> um, no, Kai. I, I I honestly I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that while the Baldur's Gate 3 hype was was big, and I think it brought a lot of people into D&D in general, I feel like Zelda is just a fucking monster. Like, Zelda is just huge. And if it's a popularity contest, and I'll fucking eat my words because I love Baldur's Gate, and if it wins, I'll be ecstatic. But I, Zelda, I think, is going to take it again. I'll be honest, as long as it's not Resi, Super Mario, or Zelda, I'm happy. With Baldur's Gate and Zelda on here, I don't see any of these other ones even like coming close. Yeah. 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 Uh, or yeah. or hot pitch because we haven't played it. It might be Alan Wake. Because this is happened lots of, before. I heard lots of good this things. This happened before the Game Awards where it's like you don't expect that one because you're like you, there's like such a, a clearly popular game but like I don't know, people love the Alan Wake franchise. It just came out. Yeah. People are really into playing it. It seems to be doing very well. People are like very engaged with it, especially people who really enjoyed the first one it's 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 interesting like i don't know it could it could it could take it in the last moment just because of recency bias and the fact that like it is a, probably a truly amazing game i haven't played it so i don't know but i mean i'm watching a gameplay trailer and it look it reminds me of the evil within it looks fucking good i, I will say i can 100 percent see alan wake taking the dice awards game of the year that's the industry people that's where they all yeah. vote you know, uh, people, YouTubers, things like that. People in the industry, they vote on the game of the year. That's why Stray won last year. Stray beat out God of War and whatever the... Oh, El- Elden Ring. Elden Ring was just last year. That's wild. Um, so I can see Alan Wake, too, taking it there. Hmm. That'd be interesting to see. Like, as honestly, as much as I loved it, as long as it's not Tears of the Kingdom, I'm happy. <laughs> wow. I, I like Kai said, like it did some good stuff. I don't think it deserves game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it would just it would just be winning for the same reason Breath of the Wild won. Yeah. And I don't think that's a reason to win. And like just because we know something's a popularity contest doesn't mean we have to like let it be like you know, agree mm-hmm. with that. Um but yeah. I I mean Tiz will probably win it, to be honest. But it could be I don't know. Be interesting. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly yeah. surprised. Uh, but yeah, that is the Game Awards 2023 nominees. Very excited. If you guys haven't, make sure to go and get your votes in because the Game Awards is going to be on December 7th. So go check that out. I guarantee you there's going to be a multitude of new game announcements and releases and things like that because the Game Awards is pretty much just E3. What perfect planning you did for this, that this comes out the 2nd of December and then it's the 7th. Look at you. Hell, well, this comes out the 5th of December. I know I said 2nd at the top of the show, but it comes out the 5th. Even better. 
Yeah, okay. so two days later. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to our next topic of the evening. Last year, we... It's not evening. It's the morning. It's evening for it's Ben. 9 a.m. Didn't, here. You didn't look, <laughs> really you didn't threw look me off. Uh, last year, we did a 2023 games prediction where we predicted of what oh. the environment, what kind of games would be successful and not. And I went through and listened to that episode and wrote down the list of our predictions. And we're, we're just going to go over them real quick here. So... We kind of went back and forth between the three of us. If you haven't, go listen to that episode because it's a fun episode to listen to. Uh, but we went through the three of us and we talked about our kind of overall predictions. And then at the end of the latter half of that episode, we kind of went through games specifically and said if they'd be financially successful and successful in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, Ben, you're up first. And your very first prediction, you said... There would continue to be a big legal case against Microsoft's acquisition of ABK, and it would be spearheaded by Sony. I wasn't and, wrong. And then you follow that up with the UK government will find a legal case against it, and then Sony will pony off the back of that and be the star witness of this. They tried. It didn't work, but they, they tried. Uh, the UK thing got me because, like, the deal was going through, and then it was the UK. Wasn't the UK the last one to finally yeah. get that deal through the well, door? They, they opened a lawsuit against it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I'm not spearheaded by Sony, but I mean, you were. You don't wrong. know. You don't know behind the scenes. You yeah. Know what? True. You know what? Mr. Sony could have been, stuff. you know, pulling some strings with the UK government. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't wildly off. You weren't uh, wildly off. <laughs> this the second one. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Ben, you said that Sony will announce plans for a dedicated PC client yeah. for the games similar to the Epic Game Store. And yeah. you're very adamant that this is not only will happen, but will like you were like, I guarantee it will happen. Yeah, I, I felt very strongly about it. I still think um, you're right. I still think it's coming. It's coming. It might not be this year, but I do think it's coming. Yeah. Uh, the next one is you said uh, an updated model and mid-generation of next-gen consoles will not come out in 2023. Which I was wrong we, about that. We did get a PS5 Slim. We didn't get an Xbox, though. So, mm. Yeah, and the, the PS5 Slim's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. really weird. It's weird that it came out so quickly. Right. Yeah. Well, even with the Xbox, Microsoft said that the um, Series X would have been their mid-generation. They just released it early. They released it with the S to have options. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. There's some of us that like both of us bounced off of. Let's see. Um, all right. You said, so this is still on Ben. Ben, you said that the new Switch console will get announced and released before E3 2023. Mm. And you said Tears of the Kingdom will launch on said new Switch. It will be mm -hmm. cross-generation and will suffer because of that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which Very wrong about <laughs> did, that. did not happen. <laughs> Very run about that, and I, I should have done was, that, right? Fucking like it was perfect. Well, it, it's it's wild that we got when did we get Tears oh, in May, but at on. this point we like didn't really know. Did we have a release date for Tears of the Kingdom by December of last year? Ellie, Ellie, Ellie says congratulations, Kai. Oh, thank thank you. Ah, he um, said thank you. I don't I don't think we did at that point. Okay, I don't remember if just, we had a release date for like, it early that i think it was spring at that point or something like yeah, that. yeah right so we had like spring for a while very big yeah 
Um, next, Ben said that we after this ben we got has a, a lot of takes. <laughs> yeah, Ben had a lot of takes. Uh, after that, we went on this whole uh, tirade about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and and Game Freak mm-hmm. and their development uh, plans. And Ben just said that the Pokemon Company purposely make their games bad because they can cut corners and they still get away with it, which I think is just a yeah. Was that yeah. a prediction or was that just a statement? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. That's just a take. He's just, yeah. just doing yeah. out takes. <laughs> uh okay so uh this one's like uh me and kai were both having a conversation on this we were talking about how we are gonna see oh my gosh we got cat cam and everything oh he's so cute cute. Uh, me and kai were talking about how we can see consoles starting to change less and less as time goes on and specifically with these mid-generation consoles but we did talk about we both predicted that they would be making a ps5 slim at a reduced price so hey we fucking got that nice let's go one out of probably all of the takes that are going to be bad after this but (laughs) hell yeah um i said that tears of the kingdom will not have as well as reception as breath of the wild and i compare it to super mario galaxy galaxy 2 kind of situation you're kind of right it would be more of the same and better in situations but wouldn't be as good as the last one and i I don't agree with that take now i don't know i think you're right I don't think so. I don't think I, 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 think, I, I, le- I, think I legitimately don't think I could play Breath of the Wild again with how much like innovation, I, at least within the game itself. Right? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about like the, the reception part of it. Like, oh, I okay. think oh, the yeah, yeah. hype of Tears of the Kingdom is dead. Like, there's yeah. definitely yeah. people who still love Zelda. But like when Breath of the Wild came out, it was months and months and months of people being like, oh, my God, I'm playing Breath of the Wild. People who never play fucking yeah. what's his name? Uh, that we did talk to all the time who was like the only reason i play video colby. games now yeah colby is because of breath of the wild like that those are not the vibes that are happening yeah. right now like yeah that's very true definitely yeah. tears of the no, kingdom is interesting but like it's not, it's not I, I agree because breath of the wild was it's always it's, it's that same conversation right breath of the wild was the first it was the first time that we've ever experienced a zelda game in that world and tears of the kingdom i mean almost directly we explored the same world so it was hard to like i i understand i understand um okay going into kai's takes here you said that tears of the kingdom will not release on the new switch the new switch will be announced mid-year 2023 and come out november 2023 tears of the kingdom will be released on the original switch there's still hope boys i i got some days left you know yeah he's got some days left i'm holding out uh this this next prediction i love best because you just said many games will fail and i love that i love that (laughs) technically true but uh you very vague yeah very vague you said there's gonna be a drop in development cycle for 2023 which will put the industry in a in a halt and we'll see a quieter year in 2024 things will get pushed and dev teams will be restricted i mean dog Come on. I think you fucking There has it. been more layoffs this year in the yeah. games industry that we've lost thousands of people, especially in the dev space. So Yeah. And then you also said smaller companies will get eaten up by larger fish is what you said too. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey. wasn't there fucking bungee layoffs like 2 weeks ago? Yes. Yep. Name name a game company. There was layoffs this year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um we start after this we started to talk a little bit about VR uh, and if it would at some point stand on its own well, or meta meta was such a thing when we made this list yeah yeah if it will stand on its own or if it'll always be a secondary i said that i think it will always be a secondary to consoles kai your prediction was that in the next couple of years you said that it'll have its quote Fortnite moment and be unavoidable yeah 
Mm-hmm. Which I agree. I think that's coming. I'm gonna. I think that's coming. I'm gonna say not in the next couple of years, though. Couple is yeah. a very short timeline. I think it's like, especially with how hard Meta is flopping right now. Yeah. And even though they just released the like new VR shit, I will say I think if Apple can pull off their four thousand dollar or two thousand dollar whatever it is headset and really make like a massive impact in the industry of people like engaging with virtual and augmented reality in a way that yeah. they haven't before like we have another iphone moment essentially right where it's yeah. like the dam breaks and that's the thing that introduces it broadly to everyone even outside of the game space like I mean, people will start developing for that yeah that'll be a huge thing um, but I, I just don't see that happening in the next couple of years. That's probably going to be 2030 to 2035. I, I agree with you, but I think we're starting to see the um, like the little sprinkles of it happen here. Because I think the Meta Quest 3, while Meta is also oh, like it's not doing great, the mixed reality situations that the Quest 3 have presented is just incredible. Just like seeing games and seeing everyday stuff like people cooking and watching youtube on with like their vr headset on because it has like the pass through and everything like that i think that's like the start of that technology and it'll only get better and better like again right now it's still like these big fucking clunky headsets that we're wearing but i think ultimately i think at some point it'll be an accessible accessory where you could you know manage your media and things like that with a very wearable glasses headset or whatever and play games on it too. So I agree that it's going to be a little longer than a couple of years. Okay. Uh, next, we dive into our game prediction. So we went down like some big hitters of 2023 and predicted what they would do again financially, how they would work and everything like that. So started the conversation with Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, ben, you said it'll sell millions, but won't be as good as people expect. I said it'll probably be a nine out of 10. And Kai, you said it will win game of the year. Mm. why would i mean why would I <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh street fighter 6 we talked about uh ben you said it'll be successful financially and commercially uh kai you said it it's not going to be as successful but it'll be a reassurance uh for some fans I love how I love how vague my takes are. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really, really it'll be okay. Yeah, that sounds like a bit of a cop out. Yeah, lie, I don't I'll give that to me. I mean, technically <laughs> it's true, but it also isn't true. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next is Diablo 4, which um, I said will be in the running for game of the year, which I was wrong. Ben, you said it'll be incredibly successful. And Kai, you said that you think it's going to flop and it will end the Diablo franchise. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did not flop. Uh, there I was... think that was off the back of the Immortal scandal, though, maybe, right? Maybe like around that was. time. Yeah it, yeah, it was. It was just me being bitter towards Blizzard and Activision. <laughs> um, fine. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, it, it's fine. It's Next okay is uh, Final Fantasy 16, which I said it will be a hundred percent successful game, which. It's, it's successful. Yeah, people love that game. I feel like it's not been as successful as 15, though, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I remember. I, I just know of 15 in like its reception from the community, less on like its successfulness as like a Final Fantasy game, whether that be financially or anything like that. But okay. uh, Ben, you said that re review scores will be near perfect and it'll be contender for game of the year and it might even beat out Zelda. 
Uh, I don't know what the review scores were. But it's not was, in Game of the Year. Wait, is I it, was wrong about that. It's not in Game of the Year, right? I don't remember. No, I was, no, it wasn't. No, it was a. Uh, it was Mario, Resi Mario 4, Zelda, Resi, Alan Wake, Spider Man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, no, I'm. I'm. I mean, I can. I can take that. That's fine. I can. Yeah. I can swallow that pill. I genuinely still am surprised that it's not in the contender for. Yeah. Game I of know the a lot of people but... were when the the nominees came out. Uh, Kai, you said that Final Fantasy 16 will be a commercial success and bring more people into the Final Fantasy franchise. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, now the big their, one. They hit their core audience, but they didn't do anything outside of it. So okay, okay. Is this for fifteen or sixteen? Sixteen. Okay, that's what we're talking about, right? Right. I didn't know if you were bringing it up, like because we talked, we brought up fifteen a little bit. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh fuck me. Uh, ben said it'll be an overall flop, but have a small dedicated audience. He's right. I feel like I fucking nailed it. He, he <laughs> nailed the that. shit out of that because that is exactly what it was. Uh, I just wrote down, I used the cheesecake factory analogy where I was like, they're doing too much right and they can't be successful because there's too much going on here. Also a good take. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, Kai, you said that the game is going to get delayed until 2024 and it'll just be a mediocre game. I mean, that second part. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I mean, let's give it some credit. I don't think it's mediocre. It's it's okay. Have Big you played it? Okay, uh, I have played Hogwarts Legacy. Um, mm. I have not finished it, but I've played a couple hours of Hogwarts Legacy on a Steam Deck, which is probably the worst imaginable way to play Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering, um, it's it's some it's something. like it's a capital M mid game. Capital M mid. And also, I want to say, right, look, I have completed, well, completed it. I played under as a Slytherin student and went all the way through the main campaign. But you don't finish the school year until you collect all of the field uh, field guide pages. And there's a bunch of other stuff you have to do. So I fucked that off because there's like 150 I have to collect. So I haven't completed it per se, but I finished mm. the, the main story. Um, and I don't. I didn't enjoy it enough to go and play it as one of the other free houses that remain. So, yeah, I it's still it's still on my list to check out. I still want to check it out at some point, but I will wait. I've seen it drop price to like forty, but I I would have to wait till a pretty significant uh, price. Like I, I would be thirty dollars at most. I, think. I I would say like twenty five thirty yeah. max. Yeah. Um, also, uh, fucking Warner Brothers, give us fucking Quidditch, man. That was the one thing I wanted yeah, in a Harry Potter Yeah, a Harry Potter game where you're going to fly through the world, but you didn't put Quidditch in. Like, the fuck? Yeah, because all the fucking Professor Bandit. Anyway. Uh, next up is Dead Island 2. And I said, mm. please, please be good. And then I put <laughs> gets delayed to the end of 2023, which I think came out like mid-year, right? And it got like middling reviews. I forgot it launched. No, this year? Lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, you said it'll be a financial flop, but loved by the community. Uh, I don't know what the community response was, but I feel like I'm at least half right. Yeah, and Kai said it's gonna get eights. Very fun, but no one plays it. I Which, think that's I also mean, a sound, <laughs> sound that's a pretty bad, accurate yeah. uh, uh, take on that. What did, what did it get? Do we know? I have no idea. I will Google and find out. Okay. Give it a goog. Uh, wow. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Let's, let's look at, uh, well, I mean, I Googled Deadline and 2 review and IGN gave it a 7, GameSpot gave it a 7, and PC Gamer gave it a 55%. That was close. Uh, 
Sevens. They were sevens. Sevens. Uh, next is the Dead Space remake. I said uh, it'll be successful because Callisto Protocol wasn't what people wanted, so they wanted something more Dead Spacey. Which, yeah, yeah, I think I think people end up liking Dead Space because Callisto wasn't as good. Um, and then Kai did the opposite take, where he said Dead Space remake will not be successful because people were burned by Callisto not being good. Mm. Is that right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how this. I, I'm. I'm I think Googling. People end up liking Dead Space and not Callisto. Uh... I mean, it got very high scores. I'm on Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. 8.59989. Oh, yeah, so it reviewed uh, well, at least. Received, received oh. generally favorable reviews. There you go. So uh, Callisto's, was, Callisto's uh, middling reviews didn't didn't hurt Dead Space Remake at all, it seemed like. Yeah. It, it uh, seems I don't, like it was I don't have priced. a take written down from Ben on, on, on Dead Space Remake. He, he pleaed the fifth. Cool. No, no. Uh, I think up, that's because I not played the original. I think that's why. I played yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Next up is Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, which I also forgot came out this year. Long. Oh yeah. Uh, I said it's gonna be good. People love their souls likes. Right, I mean, maybe. Uh, Kai said it's gonna be a sleeper hit, not broadly successful, but gonna be good. Not win any awards in the Game Awards, which. I mean, I mean you, you played you, it. It is a good game. You, you're right. You're right. Uh, ben said it'll win many awards and be very good. Well, yeah, I was really, I really, and, really. And you that said out of out of the six Game of the uh, Awards nominees, Wolong will be one of them. Yeah, wow, really you good. Really, you really because <laughs> Wolong well, leading uh, up to it, the fucking reception to all the trailers and everything was like mind blowing. People were yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be like Elden Ring on crack. This is gonna be so good." And it scored really well, apparently. I'm like looking up the re- review scores. It was all eights yeah. and nines, but like no one fucking talks about it. Yeah. So uh, majorly wrong. Majorly wrong. Uh, and our very last game that we predicted about, which is a game that actually isn't out yet. Uh, it's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I think comes out like the first week of December or maybe the second week of December. Um, I don't know why I said this because it's just wrong, but I said uh, it has potential, but maybe many will shove it off as being a cheap movie tie-in. I think this is before we had a date and this is like around when the fucking water one was coming out. Uh, so we didn't know exactly when Pandora was going to come out. It's just sometime in 2023. Uh, ben, 7th of December, it says apparently. Oh, there you go. Uh, Kai, you said that this is going to launch a dynasty of Avatar games. <laughs> it might. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, what did it's I say? Crazy hearing things I say uh, in the past because it's just like, wow, so much confidence, so much. Uh, right. You said it was full chest, man. Full yeah, you, you really chest. say full chest. Uh, the last thing I have on here for you, Ben, has nothing to do with Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, but I don't know why I just wrote this down. You just said in the next five years, games are going to plateau. <laughs> Fuck. All right, man. <laughs> That's what what do I mean by that? I, I didn't write any context down. I for for this context, I I made no, these notes like six months ago. Maybe it wasn't this, that long ago. This it was podcast is going to become a you know a strictly VR podcast. Yeah, <laughs> more of this game shit. I, I don't remember what you meant by that, but like maybe I, it's like I feel like, like I meant like release wise. I think like now that I'm remembering it, I think you were talking about like how games are looking and like fidelity and stuff like that. You said, yeah. you said, I don't think you see games getting better 
I feel like we're at the peak now. Like, yeah, I feel like the only thing that's going to elevate it is VR. Yeah, I, I feel like they're as good as they're going to look. Um, so I mean, nice time. What did I say about um, what was the last game? Avatar. Avatar. What did I say about Don't that? Down. Hey, play the fifth game. There you go. Uh, but yeah, that was our 2023 predictions last year. Um, uh, you know what? Surprisingly, we had a decent amount we got right. I feel like I hit a pass. I feel like I hit at least yeah. like you know high 60s, maybe percent wise. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I need so take this class if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you back a year, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. So to to round out the conversation here, we're gonna go through the games that we play along pod played this year and maybe talk about some of our favorite experiences and some honorable mentions and then try to give a collective game of the year for play along. So um, what we can do is I could just list the games and we can one by one kind of slowly talk about them, or I can go through the whole list and then we can run backwards through them. How do you guys go through the whole this? list? Cause there's going to be a bunch of these I don't care about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we started off the year. We played as dusk falls uh sea of solitude mm-hmm. mass effect shadow of the colossus hi-fi rush immortality tears of the kingdom planet of lana ratchet and clank bramble the mountain king detroit become human signalis and sons of the forest well and cocoon but by the time you guys are hearing this we have talked about cocoon but technically we haven't talked about cocoon yet so this is really hard this is really hard. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm gonna go with mine. And it has flaws. Mm-hmm. And it is by I, no means perfect. I think I might know what you're gonna guess. But I do think probably and in the context of the podcast, right? Okay. Like Detroit Become Human was definitely, I think, the best hmm. game we played this year as far as sparking conversation and sparking yeah. The things that we love about games and so i'm gonna say that's probably my choice for the year interesting um not where i thought but, you were going i thought you're gonna go as dusk falls i really liked as dusk falls i really yeah. did but i think i had more of a and once again it's maybe recency bias i don't know it's hard to say because as dusk falls was so early in this year but um yeah I, I just I just remember all of us collectively being like the game like completely falls apart towards towards the end and that was like our consensus at the end. It of that does, game. It, it does. But I mean, yeah. to to uh, bounce off what Kai has said, I feel like also if we're talking pod wise, yeah, it has to be Detroit because the whole conversations we had like not just about like the morality and the ethics and all of that stuff of like androids and stuff, but like actually talking about like the way the the gameplay kind of veered and talking about how Mm. multiple choice games kind of do fall apart towards the end, especially like some of the stuff with um, Alice and the car getting to Canada and shit like that. Um, I, I feel like, that series as a whole Mm. had the best type of conversation about what we like about games and the kind of way that games can bleed into conversation outside of themselves and like talk about real life stuff as dusk falls probably a close second yeah Uh, it also fell apart at the end if you guys remember it did also fall apart at the end um 
mental issues oh. things that just randomly propped up to it, the end. It, immortality was an interesting one for sure i mean that game ahead was weird but it was like fucking love that game it definitely like stood out as being like strange also like and just like I, I, I think ultimately I ha- have to agree in the sense of the majority, and I, I also disagree with the takes in general, because something interesting happened with Tears of the Kingdom for me. I think that like I am getting back into it now because I'm going to be on um or actually I probably was already on an episode of um Friday Night Gamecast where we talk Tears of the Kingdom and do a review of that. But I think playing it through for the po- for content kind of burnt me out on that game because. We finished that up in September and I hadn't touched Tears of the Kingdom until just like this week. Mm. So it's been months since I even jumped back into it. And I think because we were playing it for content and I remember enjoying my time while we were doing it, but thinking back to it, I was like, oh man, like I almost felt a little rushed going through it. I love Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's a fantastic game, but I think Detroit Become Human, like you said, established some interesting uh, uh, conversations with all of us. And even though we didn't love the, the ending of it we it still established some interesting concepts in itself which i think is cool i mean so, some some honorable mentions i loved ratchet and clank like ben it was your first one and it was just like a like it was fun to go it, back into that that world if we didn't play the remake and we played the original mm. probably would have given that my game of the year but mm. interesting i enjoyed the remake i just like i i don't think it's better than the original even despite to, all of the quality of life improvements. I think that I... I'm, trying, I'm looking at the interstitials we did, too. And unfortunately, you guys didn't actually get to listen to our Planet of Lana episode. But that one, Planet of Lana was good. That was a great Here, conversation about Just give about us the interstitials. Let's choose the best interstitials. Okay, just interstitials. We have Sea of Solitude, Shadow of the Colossus, Immortality, Planet of Lana, Bramble the Mountain King, Signalis, and... Well, Cocoon. But I guess we're not... We won't count Cocoon. Mm, I got to give it to personally. I I Planet of Lana. I I enjoyed Planet of Lana. I did. But I feel like I had a better time with either Signalis or Shadow of the Colossus personally. I'm going to go. Mine is Bramble. I was I was leaning towards Bramble as well. I do. I mean, I know we talked a lot of shit on Shadow of the Colossus, but like looking back on it, like I even just like the fighting of the creatures i enjoyed the spectacle of it mm-hmm. i really didn't like that game <laughs> I okay. well, well this is perfect all three of us have like kind of a different answer we yeah. need to come to a, we need to come to a, a a neutral singular point here do we sure i, I want to know what play along's interstitial uh, uh game of the year is i mean i i you both love shadow of the colossus and i'll give in like it is a good game i guess mm-hmm. sort of I, I, think it is. <laughs> I, I think it set the, I think it set the idea of like games being like a spectacle. Yeah, and I mean we're talking about Marvel and like Insomniac Spider-Man games. They are exactly fucking that. They're just spectacles with QTEs half the time. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, personally, that was my favorite interstitial. I'd say I did really enjoy Signalis, but I, I can, I can, I can meet you on on Bramble though, because Bramble was really interesting and in, like just its setting wise and like the setting that it, it it set up, which was cool. So what are we got? I also for? didn't play Signalis. I keep saying that, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> what What are you guys talking about? But yeah, yeah. Uh, I can I can give it to to Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. And then for our main series, I think I can also give it to Detroit Become Human. 
I think Detroit Become Human. Um, if I'm if I'm going for the games that we played for the pod that I personally enjoyed the most, mm. um, what's your personal game of the year? This could be games that you played outside of the pod too. Oh no, that's a different question. I'm going to stick with the pod for now. Okay. Games that I have played for the pod this year, mm. honestly, I think Hi-Fi Rush. I fucking that game was so fun. I love Hi-Fi um, Rush and just the, the art style and everything because like i i enjoyed the conversations of detroit but the way i'm thinking yeah. of it is like what game did i actually have the most fun and enjoy while playing on my own like yeah. taking the pod side of it out right not talking to you guys i had shit tons of fun playing hi-fi rush mm. and i think for me even though I did talk about being burnt out on it and everything like that, I my personal favorite was Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, just solo playing it by myself and conversation because that was the first series in which we had a guest for every single one of those episodes. So it was really just fun getting more people in to talk about that game. You know, brand new Zelda releases are always like an exciting time. So it was cool to just grab little nippets of people from our community and things like that. And and <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the I think, fuck. I think you meant snippets. Snippets. Nip, nip, yeah. nip, nip, is not nip, a thing. Nip. Snippets of I the should, community in and uh, go over that game, which is cool. I should say, I kind of pushed Tears of the Kingdom out of my head because that is like one of the games that I did fucking enjoy the most this year. Yeah. And so I was trying to think of other than that because I put like 160 hours into like, yeah, that you, game. You doubled fucking... my playtime in Tears of the Kingdom in the same yeah, amount of time. I, which I uh, still haven't finished. Surprising to know. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom's interesting because once you're sucked out of that world, it's so hard to get back into. Well, and the thing is, too, once you finish, it's not like a <clears throat> thing where you go back and like, I mean, you can explore the world, but it's your last save. So even if you begin and then want to go back, you're pretty much just at the same point you are now and get to explore. So you just don't get to do the Ganon fight, which Ganon fight is incredibly cool. But if the idea is exploration and discovery, I mean, you're pretty much, you're going to be doing this anyways, regardless if you beat the end boss yeah. or not. So, yeah, I mean, t like Tears of the Kingdom was definitely one of, it is definitely probably the most fun I had with a game. So barring that hi-fi rush, I would say the most fun I had because Detroit become human was not the most fun I had. The most yeah. fun I had was mass effect. Mass effect was really, good. I love mass effect. I far was the most fun I had. It would be, it would be, Mass Effect, Ratchet and Clank, Detroit Become Human, As Dusk Falls, as far as like the fun. But Mass Effect was probably one of the the most fun games I've played. Okay, well let me let me not like for podcasts or anything like that, but would you play Mass Effect 2? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I know what we're starting twenty twenty four. Mass Effect two is definitely Mass on, Effect Two is on is, my list. And it's much better than the first one not only in it's like just mechanics but it's storytelling and i mean obviously it's kind of normal now but back then when those games came out the idea of like your decisions and progression from the first game leading and bleeding into the second game like the choices you make in the characters that live or die in the first game will affect sequences and storylines that happen in the second game and then continuing to the third which is super cool still um but that's awesome i love mass effect so i'm glad that you enjoyed it Mm. I mean, if we're talking my personal from this year, I, I mean, I could tell you, but I don't think anyone's played it. But go play the Pale Beyond. The Pale Beyond is fucking amazing. Interesting. It's a um, point and click resource management game where you play as the sh captain of a ship that gets stranded while mm. 
on a rescue mission to find another ship that went to the Arctic Circle, kind of, yeah. and, and got lost. Um, oh, and really cool. you, it, it's uh, hand drawn based on like Victorian drawings, and you have to you get a certain member of like certain number of people on your ship and you have to manage who does what and what it allows you to do. And I'm, are we going to feed people or are we going to keep warm? Because wow, like, that's, that's kind of wild. It's really fucking good. It's yeah. really in depth. Um, my own, my own personal game of the year. Like I, I didn't document all the games I played. I only documented the games that I finished. Um, so probably I don't know if I played through three Pokemon games this year too: Scarlet, Pokemon White, and Pokemon Row. Probably the most surprising one that I didn't—not that I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but I had no knowledge of—was Blue Fire. Blue Fire is kind of like a uh, 3D platformer, and in its visual style and gameplay, akin to like a like a Z- Legend of Zelda, like a Wind Waker. And I just like got lost in Blue Fire. I did it with, before I get wrecked with um, Troy. So go check that out if you want. We talked about that in Borderlands too, but Blue Fire came out of nowhere because I didn't think I would enjoy that game as much as I did. That was it was a ton of fun, and I have I have Pokemon Scarlet on here, and I mean it was it was good. I like I enjoyed Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> it was good. It had too many. It's a Pokemon game, and I enjoyed my time with it. But it had too many issues to be like it's definitely not my favorite Pokemon game. But I I enjoyed at least what they were trying to aim for. The end of Pokemon Scarlet is fantastic. Some of probably the best Pokemon storytelling ever. Granted, it's a very very low bar to hit, but <laughs> it, it 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 passed it nonetheless. Interesting. But there you go. That is our our conversation on the 2023 game award nominees our review of our predictions from last year and our play along game of the year which we ended up choosing detroit to become human you're welcome mike what i said you're welcome mike yeah mike i hope you're happy because detroit is our game of the year and it's thanks to you that not only we played this game but you also were uh, behind the scenes and helping us break it up for the pod, which I think the way you did it was fantastic because I it kind of helped all those little cliffhangers on each one of the episodes. Mm. But that is all for this episode of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, next week, we are going to be talking about our time with Cocoon our interstitial game. And that is actually going to be the last time you'll hear from all three of us in 2023. We're going to be taking... And I was like, what, the, what? What the fuck is yeah, happening? We were all like, what is happening? <laughs> this is like and, one of the Zoom calls that got fired. I am leaving the podcast. And I'm like, it's just yeah, going to be... I, I just took a note from the video game industry and I just laid you guys off just without any notice or anything like that. Uh, no, it's for 20... It's going to be like, uh, like sweatshop workers. Yeah. And like one, one, in a, one in a slightly bald cap, one in just a wig. No, for 2023, because we're going to be taking Christmas off, so no episodes will be releasing then. Spend time with your families, have fun, holidays, whatever you're going to be doing, however you celebrate. Um, but yeah, Cocoon, next week will be the last time you hear from all three of us. Ben does have a Get Wreck that's coming out this month as well, so you can look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, the main series starts up again in 2024, in my pick, and excited for y'all to see it's what gonna I be a Nintendo game. It is not a Nintendo game. I don't believe you. It'll change. It's December, Twilight Princess. Um, and you'll be swayed and you'll be like, 
you know, it, it's actually... Uh, it's, I mean, it's, we know we're playing Twilight Princess next year because we have to play a Zelda game every year. A Zelda game's not coming out, and it, we're not going to be playing Skyward Sword because both of us have already gone through that in the yeah. last five years, and so it's going to be Twilight Princess, so... Just be prepared for that audience. We will be playing through Twilight Princess at some point next year. I mean, Twilight Princess is really good. I love that game. And Ben, I mean, it's. I would say it's been a while, but I guess we just played through Tears of the Kingdom. We just did a Zelda yeah. game, so I yeah. mean, that's fair. Kai took that from me. He's like, no, we're playing this one. Okay, guys, make sure to go leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a beautiful five-star if you like what you're hearing, if you like what's in your ears right now. We love you all, and we will see you next week with our discussion on Cocoon. Peace out, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye!